And as usual, we are anxiously awaiting your home improvement type of questions, either by phone or by text. And uh, either uh, either way will work. 651-461-9226 for a phone call or your home improvement question by text. 651-461-9226. Andy Lindis, good morning. How was your week this past week? Oh, it was a good week. It was a, it was a you know... A little rain, a little snow, a little ice. It was, uh, again, uh, one one of those weeks. Yeah, the theater of seasons, for sure. Uh, in the news uh, lately, this past week, up there in Duluth at the Miller Hill Mall, we had a roof cave in because of all the weight of the snow. And uh, the listeners are texting in about that very question. Again, I know you've answered that question before, but uh, should we feel safe? I mean, there I suppose there could be some circumstances where uh, you might have some damage, but generally speaking, we're we're kind of we build homes uh, that can handle that weight, right? Yes, generally speaking, you know, um, additions and roof lines draining into each other, and the unintended consequences as we've added onto houses. I've seen some issues in those types of areas, but again, nothing where it's caving in the the house. Maybe a broken truss or 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 some leaking. But nothing like 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 you'd see in a commercial building or well, like what you saw up in Duluth there. Uh, we've been hearing and seeing, for that matter, uh, more stories on the news about uh, ice dams, <clears throat> and I know we're probably going to be getting questions about those as well. Uh, but I, I see these videos of companies that are uh, they look like they're pressure steaming, if that's the correct term, mm-hmm. uh, of this stuff. And I'm wondering, does that damage the uh, asphalt shingles, or could that damage? It could done improperly, um, you know. When, when we use our steamers, Denny, typically we're just trying to cut a channel into the ice for the water to get out. We're not trying to remove the entire ice dam. I see. Um, we're going to remove a lot of the snow, shovel off what we can there, but we just want to create some type of space for the water to get off the roof. And once you get rid of the snow and you and you do that, usually you don't need to try to take off all of the ice on the shingles and the. the what you want to do is the least amount possible on your roof in the wintertime to leave as many granules on your shingles as you possibly can because that's what really protects the asphalt. And as I, I drive around various neighborhoods, you know, running just errands, uh, I look at uh, roof lines, roofing itself, and I realize that some homes uh, that face the afternoon sun when we do get sun, uh, are, are, are melting off pretty rapidly if they have that kind of sunlight. Uh, but it's, is it safe to say for those roofs, generally speaking again, that if there, uh, you know, if there was a foot of snow on top of the roof and suddenly most of that is gone, even in the shade, there's an, there's an insulation issue. Is that pretty safe to say yeah if especially if it's a shady area and you know next week when we're 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 seeing temperatures in the 40s pretty much the entire week it looks like stuff's going to start to melt regardless um but if you notice after a snowstorm your roof well one section of your roof has melted off way before any of the other sections or any of your neighbors it's it's worth getting your attic inspected and taking a look at that's that's usually a sign that you have some heat loss somewhere and that heat loss, not only is it costing you money in energy bills, that can a lot of times cause problems in your attic and damage in your attic. And when addressed quickly, it can be you know pretty cheap to fix. But when let go for an extended period of time, you know it can get to be thousands of dollars worth of damage. 
I, I always feel confident when I, you know, we've had Linda's do the work around our house. And I'm thinking back those, <clears throat> excuse me, years ago when we had uh, the new roof uh, put on with those great GAF asphalt shingles. What what did your crews put on? I mean, we've never had a problem with any leakage whatsoever. Uh, but So what what do you guys do to, to make sure that doesn't happen? Uh, talk us through that process. Well, one thing we're always going to do as we look at the entire attic space, we're going to consider exhaust on on your roof once we have that accomplished we're if we're going to be doing an attic insulation job we are always going to be doing some type of attic air sealing that's i think that's more important than adding insulation to to anything if you can get that air movement to stop in the attic and from from coming to your house a lot of good things can happen and for us that's putting down a couple inches of close cell spray foam and then we're going to blow in cellulose over the top of that to get to the desired R value, which is usually R60. And when we do that and uh, can get all of those things accomplished, the ice dam should be a thing of the past. You'll never have to worry about it again. Now, underneath uh, the shingles that, that uh, your crews apply, what, what, what is that? What are the layer or layers uh, called uh, underneath the shingles? Oh, we're going to be using a synthetic underlayment, either deck armor or tiger paw, and then our ice and water shield that we're going to be putting on StormGuard throughout the, the, the project. Up the rakes, we're going to be putting three rows wide of, of, of that in all the valley areas. We're going to, any perforation in the roof is going to have some rakes. We're going to be putting three rows wide of, of, of that in all the valley areas. We're going to, any perforation in the roof is going to have some ice and water. And then we're going to install the the synthetic underlayment over the top of the entire roof, including the ice and water shield. One of the reasons why we do that, Danny, one, it doesn't add a great cost to your roof. But I've noticed that the shingles over time melt into the ice and water shield. And say you have a, a branch fall on your roof and scuffs up some shingles. That's a pretty cheap fix unless you're having to pull up all of the plywood and ice and water shield at that time. And where do branches typically hit? Next to the edge of the roof, it seems like, and that's where all the ice and water shield is. So over uh, over, the, over the years, we've decided that uh, we're going to be adding deck armor over the top of everything, and it, it adds another layer of protection, but it also gives us the ability to repair roofs instead of replacing at a, at a, lower, at a lower rate should something happen down the road. Well, that's interesting. That's 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 being pro pretty proactive. I had not uh, no idea. Uh, Andy, hang on. They're telling me we need to take a quick break. Again, let's invite our listeners to join in. Any kind of a home improvement question you may have, whether it's about insulation, your deck, your roof, uh, whatever the gutters, maybe six five one four six one nine two two six. Either uh, worth a phone call or a text question for Andy Lindis. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, stay with us. <coughs> and a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We're around every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour welcoming your home improvement type of questions for Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Here's our phone number. It uh, happens to be also the text number. So you can call in your question if you like. We always like to hear your voice. Otherwise, just send your question via text 651 461 
Andy, a texter says this, and I can understand uh, why he or she is, is asking this. I think a lot of people are. The question is, why are ice dams such a big thing now when they had not been a thing? Let's just say in the mid-80s, late-70s, did we not have ice dams back then? I think that's a fair question. And you've seen various winters where this this happens. This is not a new thing. Yeah, not all winters are created equal. Um, and I, you know, I maybe they've they've always been a thing. If you have heat loss in your house and that snow is melting and getting to a spot of your roof where there is no heat loss, it's going to freeze and create an ice dam. Um, I think it's just a. Uh, you know, we kind of live in our own little worlds at times, and 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 just because I, I can tell you this, I know we were dealing with ice dams in the '70s and '80s as a home improvement company. So we've we've it's never never been something that we haven't dealt with, but all winters aren't aren't created equal. And I can remember winters in the '80s where the it seemed like it snowed the entire winter, and we could have snowmobile trails open from you know early December. Uh, throughout and you know as a, as a kid that grew up with the hockey association that only had an outdoor hockey rink i can remember times we got to skate at thanksgiving and sometimes where we couldn't skate at new year's so it's all it's all, all depends on the winter that we're having but ice dams have it's not that this isn't something new um we're definitely building more complicated roof lines that that's a factor and larger roofs um than maybe we did in the 70s and 80s and that's a lot more snow and water that can gather in certain areas. I can tell you this, the guttering of, of some of these roofs is, is a very difficult task to get get rid of all of the water in valley areas without putting up some type of deflector system. And so those, those homes definitely seem to be more of those now than they were in the 80s. Maybe that's why we're hearing about it more and more. That could be. It's a big variable. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, listener has a different kind of a question. It says this, and it kind of jumps around, so bear with me. My home has two furnaces, one for each level. Each has a Honeywell programmable thermostat. The upstairs furnace is intermittently unresponsive to the thermostat. For example, the thermostat might be set for 70 and will show the current temp at 66. And even if you temporarily arrow up the temp setting to 72, the furnace still doesn't come on immediately. Eventually, the furnace does come on and can maintain the temperature, but there seems to be times when it isn't communicating with the thermostat. Uh, do you have any suggestions on what's going on there? Um, I wouldn't, you know, for what a thermostat uh, costs, it might be worth uh, taking a look at that and getting a different thermostat put in. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, again, um, 651 bucks, I think, for... A decent thermostat, even a programmable one, that might be, might be the case. It could be loose wires too, Denny. Yeah, I suppose there could be. Now, it wouldn't hurt if you if you don't feel handy enough. Maybe you could call your, you know, HVAC people, who uh, who you deal with, and uh, have them check it out. I'd do that if if you didn't feel comfortable. Yeah, yourself for sure. If you're not comfortable doing that, but they're they're per, out of all of the do-it-yourself things, Denny. That color coordinated. Every wires the color of the spot it goes into in, in in most of those programmable thermostats, and uh, and I'm not the most technologically sound person in the world, and uh, I've I've installed a couple of those. So it's definitely definitely doable. 
<laughs> it's a doable thing. And uh, I don't touch electricity for the most part. Uh, it's, uh, it's well known in my family that uh, that's a phone-a-friend situation for me typically. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Uh, texter says this, uh, when our house was resided due to storm damage, the contractor replaced our one-inch rigid styrofoam with a three-eighths-inch fan fold. Our house has been noticeably colder this winter. His solution uh, for us is, is to dense pack our walls, which already have fiberglass insulation between each stud. He claims this is better. I don't know how you can get stuff in where there is already bat staple to the studs. We think mm-hmm. the one-inch uh, extruded should have been uh, done. Uh, what do you think? Is there any answer to that uh, question? Uh, yeah, well, just uh, look at the R value there. It's the same R value as the, the fan fold, the 3 8 fan fold, but it's, the fan fold is easier to install and way cheaper to get. Now, consider this, that our house wrap, but if, if I were them, I would never dense pack the walls. There's going to be a void there. You're going to end up with mold in the walls, I just, especially if there's, a, there's just no good way to do that. Unless you're removing all of the sheathing, removing all of the old insulation, going to spray foam the walls, yeah, that can go a long ways. But if they're installing the siding, if they used a product called Insultex, which is 3 millimeters thick, that's an R6. And I believe the fan, the 3 eighths of an inch fan fold foam, or even the 1 inch foam, is not an R6. I think it's an R3 point something per inch of foam. If I recall right, I'd have to I'd have to take a look at the uh, the polystyrene the what what the exact R values are, but uh it's so you can use the fan fold and the Insultex together. Insultex would have to go on first and then the fan fold foam. And it might be a flashing issue that that was done too if the seams of the foam weren't taped properly or they didn't use a z flashing sometimes that can lead to air infiltration and that can make a house markedly more cooler okay i know we've got a bunch of other texts i want to get to i tell you what let's do this i know we have to break for uh, the forecast so let's do that again inviting our listeners to join in any kind of a home improvement question you may have do it now i don't want to run out of time we'd like to help you out either by phone or by text 651 461 9226. The weather straight ahead here on Newstalk 830 WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show brought to us by Linda's Construction every Saturday morning. And it's been done for years. And we're so glad Andy Lindis is back answering those home improvement questions. By the way, if you want to get in touch with Linda's, for maybe you need some insulation. Maybe you want a new roof. Whenever you'll be able to see it after we get some melting going on. Or maybe any other issues you'd like to talk to them, 844-9-LINDUS. Easy number to remember, 844-9-L-I-N-D-U-S. You can always go online at lindusconstruction.com. But in the meantime, we welcome your home improvement questions, either on the phone or by text. And let me give you yet another number, 
our text and phone number, 651-461-9226. Andy, as you uh, know, we we have a bunch of text messages. Let's see how many folks we can uh, help out here before we run out of time. Here's a listener that says, Good morning, guys. We would like to add an addition to an older home, which is pre-1978, and we're concerned about the possibility of lead paint being used when the house was built. Uh, would you please refer a certified lead, ins- lead inspector uh, that you guys may use in your work? Well, what does Lindis do, Andy? That's a good question. We get this from, from time to time. Uh, what is, how does Lindis handle this uh, situation? Well, um, we, you know, all of our people go through the, the lead safe practice training, and we have lead testing that we do internally, both with an x-ray gun and, and with the, the, the little vials that you get to, to test. And any home built prior to 1978 needs to have that done when you're, when you're going to be cutting into those walls. So any remodeler that you're using with will be able to test that. But if you use lead safe practices, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, you really, um, it's, it's, it's an easily addressed situation for sure. Just, uh, right. it's going to be something you're going to want to talk about with your contractor and it's a pretty easy test. You can look it up online. If you want to test it yourself, you can get the little test kit sent out to you and, and, and it'll, it'll let you know what the, what the parts per million of the lead is actually is. Now, having said that, I, um, I own, uh, my brothers and I bought a cabin together up on Lake of the Woods, and and that cabin was painted in the early 70s and looks like it was painted last year. Really? But I was told that's because of the amount of lead that's in the paint from the yeah. previous owner. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's, uh, you know, we get the good with the bad. Our, uh, our paint used to last a lot longer than, than it seems like it does now, but that stuff, it's, an, it's a red cabin, and, and it, it looks like it was painted last year still, Denny. How about that? That's the trade-off, I guess. That's a trade-off. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's dangerous stuff. And the reason why we, we, we take all the precautions, it's 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 our workers that 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 typically get sick from lead. And that's where all these lead-safe practices come, not just our workers. Um, you know, I've talked to a couple of people that work in emergency rooms, and it's people working on homes, and they go home. It's their young kids. So younger children are more susceptible to to lead poisoning than than adults and especially areas that have maybe a little bit malnutrition if you don't have the right uh, um, minerals in your body already your your body is more susceptible to absorbing that lead so there's a lot of factors that 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 can go into it but if if you take the right precautions it really should be easily um, avoided all right let's hear from you at 651-461-9226 uh, question about LP Smart Side. Couple of them actually. Uh, they they said they wanted smooth panels. You're going to have to help me with this. Uh, the texture seems to find only textured online. Uh, do you know what they're referring to? Yep, yep. You can get it in a wood grain or a smooth finish for sure. So, so it's doable. It is very doable. Yep. Nope. People request okay. it on on a regular basis. Another uh, question about uh, LP SmartSide. Uh, a listener wants to, to get new siding. They're considering LP SmartSide. They want to know the process. What does Lindus put underneath the LP SmartSide? Insultex house wrap. That goes back to that again. Yep. It's an R6, and, uh, um, you know, they just got uh, approval for their new patent, and it's the first one of its kind saying that it is an evacuated cell, 
What that means is no matter how much you compress our product, it it retains its R value. That's why it's so thin to and can be an R6. And there's some new testing about its acoustic values too. And I've had lots of customers tell me how much quieter it's made their home, but we've, we've never done any scientific testing behind it. And it's the early stages of that testing, but it all seems pretty promising. So we're going to be able to add some acoustic uh, recommendations with with this product as well. Oh, I like that. I like to hear that. Andy, let's uh, grab a phone call. I think Karen is on the horn calling in from uh, Egan this morning. Karen, thank you. What is your question for Andy? I have a gas fireplace, and it turns on, and I've had it uh, checked out each year, and it runs for about 10 minutes, and then it shuts off. And I'm wondering, my gas shutoff is out in the garage, and I'm wondering if it could be condensation getting into the line, and that's why it uh, shuts off. I doubt it has anything to do with the, the the gas line itself. It's something with the the the, the your fireplace, the unit. Um, it's some type of safety mechanism that's kicking on and turning it off, or it's getting to the right temperature and turning off. Um, it's it's the fireplace itself that I'm guessing is the problem, not the the where the gas is coming from. And yeah, I remember we have a, a, a gas insert uh, many years ago. We put that in, but yeah, I, I don't know if there was such a thing as a thermocoupler or uh, something. Yeah. I think you're right, though. I think that's where the problem lies. I would have somebody, maybe the person, uh, the company you dealt with, if if any, and there are a couple of good ones out there that uh, can uh, get that taken care of for you. But yeah, that's that's another repairable item, yes, in my sir. opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks, Karen, for the call. If you want to call in your question or text 651-461-9226, Texter says this, what type of material would you suggest when we build a pergola? We don't want to stain or paint it. I don't like the cheap look of vinyl. What do you think, Andy? First of all, what uh, what material would you use? And uh, uh, they don't want to stain it, though. Yeah, you might want to look at some of the composite materials out there. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm the vinyl pergolas. Just, I just I do not like that look at all. Um, it's just not, I'm not a fan of, but it, and it's amazing, Denny, when, when you have an open air pergola, I had one, I, I made out of cedar and it was 16 inches on center and two foot on center, the cross beams. So, you know, kind of made it like a lattice pattern uh, on the roof, which isn't, there's some big openings there. But the difference in temperature at that area of the deck compared to the area with Alta Pergola was amazing to me. That little bit of shade made a giant difference. And we built some out of composite decking in the past and had pretty good luck with it. Oh, all right. There's, a, there's an avenue there. Good morning, Not guys. Not on the stain, one... though. When I had a cedar no. one, that was, uh, that was a pain in the butt, let me tell you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. build one out of cedar ever again. No, I'm with you there. Uh, let's see. Texter says, good morning, guys. I have a skylight in my bathroom. I love it. But every year I have to rake the snow off it. Otherwise, I get an ice dam. Any suggestions about uh, that? I rake, the, I rake the snow below the uh, skylight from uh, from the roof line. They've added that. Uh, any suggestions on that from a skylight? Well, I wonder what uh, if it's a vaulted ceiling, if you can get in there and insulate that ceiling area a little bit better, or maybe there's actual heat loss 
with with a skylight. And if it's an operating skylight, make sure that it's shut properly or locked because that's going to make it, you know, a little bit more energy efficient. And if it's older than, you know, 15 years old, the new skylights have a much better R value. So that might be something to consider. As you know, Andy, several years ago, I had Lindis put in a couple of sun tunnels. Never an issue with any leakage or anything like that. Why? How? How are those put on a roof? You know, what? What? What kind of security that you make sure there's no leakage through that? What? What's on there? I, I forgot that. Yeah, the, our, the ability to insulate and seal off a sun tunnel is way, way easier than than that of a skylight. You know, a skylight is going to be just you're you're talking about a pane of glass that that's holding that 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 heat in and there's no way to make the r value of the glass even with some of the densest gases out there say like krypton which is going to be about double the r value of like an argon which is what most of the glass packs are filled with um even with the 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 best densest krypton gas pack triple pane you're not going to be able to make that r value as good as the wall and with the sun tunnel your R value and heat loss is as good as the wall because, you know, sometimes you're going 15, 20, 30 feet with the tube before you're opening up to a room, and that tube is entirely spray-foamed in the attic space and then sealed off at the roof line. So really the, the chances for heat escape with a sun tunnel or causing any type of ice dam is, is pretty rare. Now, sometimes the, the domes themselves can reflect sun and melt melt things like that on, on the roof, but that's not not enough of melting to really ever worry about. Are you guys at Lindis getting more calls, uh, maybe probably year-round, uh, of people wanting uh, attic insulation? Are, are there more calls than ever? I'm feeling that there may be. You know, uh, this year, for sure, with the winter that we're having, more people, you know, this winter is highlighting every weak point in all of our homes. We've had, we ran our furnaces more. We've had a wide variety of precipitation. I mean, it, it, if I recall, it didn't it rain pretty much all day on Valentine's Day this year? I mean, I think we had a couple of rainstorms in February. We've had snowstorms basically since Halloween. We've had, you know, temperatures in the 50s and temperatures in the well below zero. It's been a winter, and and... The the amount of ice dam calls are are they're they're more than double what's well, been a winter and and the the amount of ice dam calls are are they're they're more than double what they were last year Denny and the leaky roof repair requests that we have it's hundreds of percent ahead of where it was last year and it's uh it's it's just one of those winters. People are, are starting to understand every problem that the roof has. It's 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 letting us know about it. Are you how how is the you know we talk about the I tell you what let's do this. I can ask you this one when, uh, when we return. We're going to take a quick break here. Uh, we've got more uh, questions to get answered here on our text screen six five one four six one nine two two six. In the Twin Cities at the moment, we have a few flurries reported. Otherwise, an overcast and breezy day. CCO temperature reading fourteen degrees. Stay with us. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Denny Long here along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Again, you want to get in touch with those good folks for whatever reason, 844-9-LINDIS, L-I-N-D-U-S, 844-9-LINDIS. Interesting text, Andy, 
I'll just uh, read it and uh, we can field it here. After living in Florida for several years and light coming in everywhere in the home was wonderful. All recently moved back to Minnesota to a one-level walkout home we love. Light everywhere except a bathroom in the basement. It's so dark. Can a, quote, skylight, in our case it would be a sun tunnel, from the side of the house be put in? Uh, they're thinking outside the box here. Thank you so much. Uh, what kind of an answer would you give those folks who want more light uh, in this particular location? From From the side of the home, probably not. But, you know, you can make corners with it. The mirroring system of, of a sun tunnel is, is pretty amazing. And what I've done is strategically brought it down from the roof into a closet, down through the basement to that interior bathroom. We've, we've accomplished that in the past with a sun tunnel. It takes some, uh, you know, some some time to figure out exactly how to do it and sometimes it's not possible but it, it's worth looking at and i'm telling you um the interior hallways the 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 bathroom that doesn't have an exterior wall that's the number one spot we put sun tunnels places that don't have natural light or the inability to have natural light that's where sun tunnels really start to shine oh boy no pun intended We've had a couple of uh, Linda's put in, and one of which is uh, in uh, what I call my wife's bathroom. Uh, and it's almost like you <laughs> I've talked about this. You can sometimes look for a light switch to turn off because that – and I'm not sure how – and maybe you can help me – how that light is – nothing electrical here. This is amplified by what? You talk about mirrors or some, some reflection? Yeah. So there's there's – it's going to amplify one. It's going to magnify that that dome is going to magnify the sunlight and amplify it to a mirror. The whole entire tube is mirrored, but on corners there's special mirrors. It's going to help reflect that sunlight to the diffuser, which is the what looks like the light in the ceiling. And these are are so awesome that on a good full moon night, it will add light to that room. There'll be enough light gathered during a, a full moon that it'll make that that area brighter even at night. So it's it's something to uh, to take a look into. It's a very as far as home improvements go. I, w- I don't want to say cheap, but it's not a crazy dollar amount. And it's one of those things, Danny. When we install them, we hear all the time, "This is the best thing I've ever done to this room or I've ever done to my home." It's one of those types of home improvement projects where um, people are genuinely genuinely happy and it's, they're they're excited and we're usually adding more of them after that first one. And what's nice, it's natural light. Really Correct. Uh, here's a text. We're almost out of time, Andy. Good morning, Andy. Uh, is the GAF Timberline shingle a good choice for steep roof that has uh, half facing north? Thanks for your help. Uh, that comes from Paul. Yeah. It's as good as good as the roof uh, uh, yeah. to to choose from. Now, making sure that you're getting the right warranty. Not all war- not all manufacturers have have the best warranty in the business, like GAF. But having said that, every roofer can pick and choose the warranty that they offer from GAF. And if you're not getting the golden pledge warranty installed by a master elite roofer, you're you're leaving some some things on the table. It's not that much more expensive to get that warranty. We're talking. A couple hundred dollars per roof, but you are protected for 50 years no matter what. I, I'm telling you, 
It's the best insurance policy you can put on your roof is that, that Golden Pledge warranty. Yeah, for sure. A couple minutes to go. Let's see if we can't uh, get one more text in here, Andy. Um, Four-stall attached garage, fully sheetrocked, not insulated. Texter is thinking about adding blown-in or foam insulation in the walls and attic. Pretty certain there's no vapor barrier in the walls. Question is, is this a major issue problem? I do have a heater and only plan on heating a few hours a week when working on projects. What do you think of that? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want to do the vapor barrier in the wall there, um, but you're gonna have to con- you know take all of those things into consideration as as you're working your way through it, and and insulating those walls. That if you use the right insulation, you should be able to accomplish the vapor barrier all at the same time. Well, in the last excuse me a minute to go here, what kind of deals I'm gonna? I always like to give the phone number for Lindus Construction eight four four nine Lindus. What kind of deal are we talking about here in the month of March? 75% off labor on the installation of Infinity Windows by Marvin and LeafGuard Gutters. And so right now, all estimates are free. The heat map analysis is free. Attic inspections are free. So if you are looking at home improvements, you want to do some design work, uh, give us a call. Uh, building Pergolas, we, we do that on a regular basis. So if you're looking for an estimate, now's the time. And on a deck, Luke uh, promised that he could trudge through the snow to give you some idea if you're planning a new deck. Am I correct on that? Yes, you know, and he carries a shovel, so even if he can't trudge through that, he said he'd dig his own little trail to the backyard, and yeah, yeah, Luke's a doer. All right, excellent. Andy, always a pleasure. Thanks for your help. Let's do this again uh, next week. What do you say? Sounds great. Thanks, Danny. All right, thank you. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, call him, 844-9-LINDIS. They'll come out for free and give you some estimate of whatever job you need to get done. Uh, Denny Long, this Saturday morning, we're going to be filling in, as I mentioned earlier, for Susie Jones, who's taking a little bit of a vacation tomorrow. Uh, In the 7 o'clock hour, our health hour, we're going to be talking with a doc about a traumatic brain injury. That'll be uh, tomorrow morning. In the meantime, enjoy the day. It's going to be a cold one. 24 will be the expected high right now. 14 degrees here in the Twin Cities.